Welcome to the Transforming Leadership Podcast with executive coach, author, and speaker, Dr. Steve Stepp. I'm your host, Jim Brangenberg. For more information about Dr. Stepp and how the Transforming Leadership team builds effectiveness in leaders, please look online at tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. Now let's join Dr. Steph in the studio. Hey, welcome to the Transforming Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Brangenberg, and of course, I'm joined by the founder of Transforming Leadership, Dr. Steve Steph. Hey, Steve, before we begin, we should remind our listeners that we're currently working through what we refer to as Transforming Leadership Proverbs. Steve, where did these proverbs come from? These are, Jim, these are our uh, brief sayings that we have come up with over the years, over doing 20 years of this, working with senior business leaders. That we found that you know, they're just succinct saying that drive home a, a a truism in business, and you know these little truisms or proverbs are easier to uh, remember. They're easier to communicate. They're easier to pass on. You know, uh, and and they just again, truisms are called truisms for a reason, right? They're true. And I will tell you that in my experience, in my history, whether it's financial, whether it's leadership, whatever aspect of my life or business it is, when I have violated one of my truisms, it has come back later to bite me. And we so don't like that. So today, your Transforming Leadership proverb is, a clear and driven mission prevents silos. Silos, yes. what, what do you silos, mean by this? What do you mean? Oh, silos are... Oh, one of the biggest issues in all of our medium and, and large businesses are just plagued with silos. And I guess we need to begin by defining exactly what we mean by a silo. Yep. Silos are nothing more than the barriers that exist between departments within an organization that are causing people within those departments who are supposed to be working on the same big team to work against one another. And, and big team, I think, is the magic word there. So, and, and when you have silos, how does that help a company? It doesn't. It, it just absolutely doesn't. Because when, in silos, everyone is working for their own self-interest. And by self-interest, I don't necessarily mean the individual self-interest. I mean the departmental self-interest. And if you want to see silos, go to a budget meeting. Gee whiz. You know, budget meetings are the epitome of silos because when I go to a budget meeting, I'm fighting for budget for my department. I'm fighting the best interest of the of my individual department because I know what I want to accomplish. But again, that may not be in the best interest of the big team. It's in the best interest of my team. Give an example of the danger of silos or where you've come into an organization and silos existed. You had a whole bunch of different departments and they were all being maybe successful in their department, but the silos, because they were so disconnected from these other ones, it it was creating a disastrous situation. Yeah. uh, Sales and innovation, for instance, those are in large companies. Those are two separate departments, two separate senior leaders. They think differently by probably by their personality type. They have, for their department, they have their own specific set of priorities and goals and things that they want to accomplish over the coming year or whatever. Um, but they, they may be working in, I, I won't say in conflict with innovation, 
but to the exclusion of innovation, where if they were working together, if they were working collaboratively, sales and, and innovation were working collaboratively, they would be working in the best interest of the big team. And by big team, I mean the organization as a whole. So we can do things that are in the best interest of sales that may not be in the best interest of the organization. We can do things in the best interest of innovation that may not be in the best interest of the big organization. Uh, we can do things in the best interest of marketing that may not be in the best interest of the whole organization. So unless we are working collaboratively, uh, that, that's why we say by mission. By mission, I mean the mission of the organization. So it is incumbent on senior leaders to work collaboratively in the best interest of the organization. And because our natural tendency, Jim, our, our human tendency is to pull over to that and do what's in the best interest of my smaller group and smaller group and smaller group, then we have to be intentional about doing that all the time and intentional about driving that perspective all the time. So whose fault is it? If silos are built within an organization, whose fault is that? Silos are natural, so we have to defend against them. And defending against them is the responsibility of the senior leadership. And senior leaders need to teach. All right, go ahead. You, but you just said that senior leaders were the ones building the silos. So if, if I, how do we, if the senior leaders are the ones that are supposed to prevent the silos, but they're the ones building the silos, it sounds like we got a whole bunch of grain bins everywhere full of whatever, but, <laughs> but, but, they're, yeah, but yeah. we don't have a co-op. Right. And so there's a whole bunch yeah. of grain sitting in silos and nobody's selling it. I'm not going to tell you for a moment, and most of the senior leaders that I work with are not going to tell you for a moment that everything they do is exactly right or that everything they do, uh, we, we like to think that everything that we do is in the best interest of the organization, but most of them, if you get in a good, honest, uh, late in the evening conversation, they're going to admit that they, from time to time, do uh, what's in the best interest of, of their silo. So... Yeah, they're responsible. They're the ones that we could hold responsible for creating them, but they are also the very ones that we must hold responsible for ensuring that they don't happen and driving that through the organization. Keep in mind that silos happen naturally. Okay. They just do. So silos happen naturally, just like crabgrass grows in your yard naturally and right. dandelions if you're living up north but they're a destructive thing. So what is the best way? I mean, you, you said in this transforming leadership proverb, a clear and driven mission prevent silos. So how, what are some of the ways? I mean, sure. Having a clear and driven mission, that's one thing. And a lot of organizations have great missions, but you just said silos grow naturally. So how does an organizational leader, the guy at the guy or the gal at the top, how do they, make sure those silos continue to melt away despite their natural tendency to grow? What do they got to do? Yeah, great, yeah, great, great. We used to say, this, this proverb used to say, a clear and driven mission statement prevents silos. And then you know, it occurred to us one day in conversation with, with a senior leadership group, well, they had a great mission statement, but, but they didn't drive it. 
So what was the mission of the organization? Set the statement aside. We're not looking for what's on the, on the masthead. We're not looking for what's on the business card. We're looking for what is the mission of the organization. And if anyone owns that mission, it is the most senior leadership group. So if the most senior leadership group are the right people and to go to colleges deal, if they're the right people in the right seats on the bus, they know that they must work collaboratively in order to accomplish that mission. When it gets down into their department, if you're in the uh, finance department, for instance, you, you think finance all the time. That, that's what you do. That's the way you're made. That's the way you're trained. Uh, so so your, your natural tendency is to think finance, but it is the, uh, I'll say, CFO's responsibility to ensure that his direct reports are working in the best interest of not only the finance department, but the mission, the big mission, the whole. And that just gets lost naturally. Is there a way, though, to incentivize that? So in other words, let's just say you've got six different departments, six different leaders, and, and maybe a CEO and a COO at the top. Okay, Is there a way to say, okay, uh, Mr. Department Leader of Marketing and Department Leader of Finance and Department Leader of Sales and Department Leader of Development, uh, you know, uh, Innovation, whatever you said, you know, th- that's four of them. You say, listen, yes, you're held responsible for the performance of your team, but you also have an incentive to make sure that the other teams are successful, and that's part of your compensation as well. Can you tie it together to eliminate these silos? Yeah, I, I think you can. I, I think your reward, that's a, it's a great thought, I think the rewards within the organization need to be tied to the performance of the entire organization. And additionally, I think the rewards within an organization uh, even more need to be tied to the improved performance of an organization. Because the more silos exist, the more it's going to cap or limit our, our improvement, our, our escalation. So if we could tie performance or tie rewards to improvement and performance, then that's going to work to eliminate silos. As a sales guy, I'm going to be concerned with how operations is doing because part of my compensation, part of my reward is going to be based not on how sales alone does, but how the organization does. That goes to the mission. Mission and organization, I'm, I'm using interchangeably. So, I mean, I, I love the fact. So, this, again, the Transforming Leadership Proverb we're talking about today is a clear and driven mission prevents silos. Yet, Dr. Steph has said many times, but silos naturally develop and people are naturally right. going to protect their silo. So people, they, they get the leaders, they get assigned the leadership of a silo. Then they build an army to defend their silo and they fill their silo up and they make sure their silo is perfected. But, yeah, yeah. but we've got, but we've got to find a way to keep that silo sharing with the other silos so that they're all successful at the same time. So in a, in a, in a you know, I grew up in a rural Minnesota, well, just outside of rural Minnesota, where you see grain mills, where you have tons of silos, yet they're all next to each other. And how are they connected? With a pipeline. How can yeah. we make sure, because, because they share, they, they suck out of all the different silos. That's it. How do we make sure that a team is successful? What, is, what, what are some of the key things that leaders need to do 
to allow silos, but make sure silos don't destroy the organization? Great, great question. And the pipeline is absolutely right. That pipeline is the collaboration, is the built-in collaboration between those grain silos, right? We, we have lots and lots of meetings within organizations. Frequently, we do not see, too often, we do not see intentional collaboration within organizations. And with, in collaboration, true collaboration requires a high level of trust, a high degree of trust, because I have to be open to, Jim, you commenting on my department and telling me how my department might better serve your department, or you telling me what conflicts exist between my department and your department. And that, that requires trust. That requires transparency. So... The breakdown in collaboration is, is often a result of a breakdown or absence of trust. So, again, that goes to senior leadership. Senior leadership is mandated to build trust within an organization. And trust is, is essential to collaboration. So it's not essential meetings. It's essential collaboration is what must exist in order to constantly tear down these silos or work outside of the silo. From the perspective of running, transferring leadership for almost 20 years, what if, what happens if somebody just refuses to um, inter-silo collaborate? What happens or what should happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What should happen is that if they if they absolutely refuse, if they've been coached on it, if they've been... Uh, uh, held accountable for it, then ultimately what must happen from my point of view is we need to offer them other opportunities. So uh, they they don't fit within the uh, framework, within the culture of a collaborative organization. Right. Got it. If people... Leadership is a skill, but leadership, again, requires trust. If you refuse to trust, then you're not qualified for a high-functioning leadership team. That's, that's the bottom line. And these concepts can be applied to any kind of organization, a church or, or religious organization, a, church, a, absolutely. a government organization. Holy smokes, government organizations have silos that are miles high. Churches do too. Religious organizations do too. Dr. Steph, this proverb, a clear and driven mission prevents silos. But I think it really, you almost need to add a little tweak. A clear and driven mission with a really good leader at the top who's willing to be selfless and serve all the silos. That's right. That prevents silos that destruct an organization. Yeah. That's a great conversation, yeah, yeah, you, Steve. You use, you use a key word there, so let me throw it in. That's servant leadership. Yeah. Yeah. What a great, so, great conversation. Servant leadership. Servant leadership results in a clear and driven mission that prevents silos. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Jim. Well, and to our listeners, as always, please check out the Transforming Leadership website, tleadership.com, tleadership.com. You'll find a phone number as well as an information form, ways to get a hold of us. And if you have any questions and want to know how can Transforming Leadership help you and your organization, just give us a call or drop us a note. Remember that Transforming Leadership is committed to helping successful leaders achieve optimum performance. We'll see you next time. See you next week. And that ends our discussion for today. 
Thanks for listening to the Transforming Leadership Podcast with executive coach, author, and speaker, Dr. Steve Stepp. For more information on how Dr. Stepp and the Transforming Leadership team can help you become a more effective leader, please look online at tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. The Transforming Leadership Podcast is available on your favorite podcast directories, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please leave a rating and review on your favorite platform to help us spread the word. Until next time, remember, building effectiveness in leaders starts with the transformation of your heart towards your people.